Good morning, everyone. I was a little bit school assembly this morning, wasn't it? I've gone a wee bit school headmaster or headmistress is on you, but it probably won't last for too long, as I'm sure you'll know if you've listened to any of the episodes. Now, mind you, this is episode 65 of the Speed Mentor podcast with me, your host, Gavin Wall, and it's one where I'm continuing the weekly theme of practical, uh, actionable advice that any business person might need in their day-to-day running of their business. Now, in previous weeks, we've included finance, Franchising last week, we did the greatest tax giveaway the country has ever seen in EIS and SEIS funding for small and startup businesses. And today I'm responding to a request on Instagram from Daniel Badea. Hello, Daniel. How are you, mate? About how to do a business plan, which is something he said that he and others who are thinking about starting out on an entrepreneurial journey can sometimes struggle with. So I'm only happy to oblige um, as I love to help budding entrepreneurs. It's in my DNA and it's written into the constitution of, of that we've got here at Walrus Island. You know, what? like they say in the movies, the first uh, rule of Fight Club is that you don't talk about Fight Club. Well, the first rule of Walrus Island is that you talk about helping budding entrepreneurs as it's in our DNA. Now, remember, folks, don't go looking for Walrus Island on Google Maps. Those bastards don't know where we are yet. And we only open the channel of communications once per day for 15 or 20 minutes so that they don't have a chance of finding where we are. Look, I'll release the full written constitution of Walrus Island at a later stage and anyone who wants to inhabit our beautiful island can sign the constitution in blood as we build unstoppable mindsets, build massive action into our routines and add value to others at all time. But let's get back to today's episode, which I, I should say is a wee bit actionable and educational, hopefully. Anyway, now I'm going to cover off the main constituents that all business plans should include. And then I'm going to give you all a little bit of the secret sauce that I always use in a business plan, which has always worked for me in the past. Now, every business plan should have the following. Number one, an executive summary. Number two, what's the opportunity? Number three, what's the sales and marketing plan? Number four, what's your company uh, and management plan, your structure and your people basically plan. Number five, what's your financial plan? And number six, you have the appendix for any additional information. So I hope you got those all down, but we're going to go through them in more detail in any event. Now, I'll go through each of those, and they're probably common to most business plans. To be fair, I'm not giving away any magic in those headings, and depending on the size of your business, there might be subheadings within each of those six. Now, but the starting point for any business plan that I have ever worked on, and the starting point basically for everything I do, and it should be the same for you, is to think about who the audience is before you do anything. Who is the audience? Is your plan for internal purposes only? This is a, Which is a great idea, by the way, if you have a good plan for internal purposes, as it can help you define your business, your market, help you track how your business diverges over time with the original plan, and can help you see things that you might otherwise miss. Alternatively, your plan may be for a lender, such as a bank, and they will be concerned about the affordability of any loans in additional in addition to the viability of the business. But you could also be pitching to a VC, a venture capital firm, um, who may be more interested in your vision to disrupt an industry, or in your what, what we call sometimes your three horizons, um, on your strategy about blue ocean rather than red ocean thinking. I've talked about blue ocean and red ocean in the past. Also, think about brevity in your plan. 
Keep it to the point for two reasons. Firstly, your plan is less likely to be read if it's too dense. And secondly, you're more likely to reuse it yourself if it's a workable document that you can tweak and revise over time. Now, write your plan using language that your audience will understand, whether your audience are sophisticated investors or an uncle with a few bob um, who's looking to maybe invest in you. Now, always be thinking about your audience, folks. Okay, number one on the executive summary, it's the first thing in your business plan and if your plan um, is being used to attract outside funding, it should catch the eye and be an overview, probably one or two pages long. Now, it introduces your company to the reader a bit like um, this podcast series um, did when I recorded episodes um, two to five to get a feel for what I'd be doing in the podcast before I then recorded episode one after I'd done episode two to five, even though I hadn't released any of the episodes. So you should do summary with your executive summary. With your executive summary, do your business plan as a whole, the rest of your business plan, and then come back to your executive summary after you've done the other bit. So when you've done two to six chapters, two to six, come back and do the executive summary afterwards when you've got a full and intimate knowledge of your plan and the rest is written. Because the executive summary, it's a highlights package. It may even be used as a standalone document to entice investors or lenders to want to hear the full pitch in more depth. Now really make sure you get your executive summary as polished as you can for a quick read Um uh, where you'll want to whet their appetites. Look, I'll cover off some really important strategies for your business plan towards the end of the episode, which you can use throughout the plan and particularly in your executive summary. And th- this will be the, the secret sauce that will help your business plan stand out from all the others so that you'll bag whatever it is you're seeking. And basically, if you do have success with it, make sure you share the results with the Speed Mentor podcast and on the Speed Mentor Social channels. Now, number two, the opportunity. This number two you're heading, the opportunity. Now, this section answers these questions. What are you actually selling? What need are you satisfying? And what market are you providing for? This is where you do your SWOT analysis, which is essentially your strengths, your weaknesses, your opportunities and your threats. Now, is your opportunity a blue ocean one, which a VC might expect? i.e. you're disrupting and there's little or no competition or is it a red ocean opportunity which a bank might expect to be financing where you're competing on price, service and quality with other providers in the market but you hope to do it a bit better than the others to attract customers. Now use this section to demonstrate what sets your solution apart from others and how you plan to expand your offerings in the future. Now section number three, your sales and marketing plan. The marketing and sales section of your business plan outlines how you'll reach your target market, how you'll be selling to those target markets, what your pricing plan looks like and what activities and partnerships you undertake to deliver success. Now make sure to have laser focus when writing your marketing plan on who your target customer is. Have that detailed and great specificity. Now you must have clarity on this detail like no other. Your positioning statement, ask yourself, are you positioning yourselves as the low price solution or maybe as a premium brand? Think about every angle about how your customers needs and how and why they should choose you ahead of what the market currently offers. How will you get sales and how will you market your business to shop window your solution to the customer's needs? Now, number four, 
your company and management summary, basically your people plan. Now, you've heard me say on previous occasions that it's all about the people and the innovation they bring. Your potential investors or lenders will want to know if you're A players and the section on company and management can showcase whether you are or not. So who's in the team? Maybe it's just you and you do everything from the sales to the marketing to the idea generations to cleaning up after yourself. You'll maybe need to show in this section how you'll outsource certain elements of your business to professionals or experts in areas you may have little expertise in. Now, if it's a bigger team, then who's behind the company and what can each bring which is complementary but aligned in terms of culture and values? Some investors would rather invest in a mediocre idea with a great team behind it than an amazing idea with a mediocre team. So keep that in your mind. Now include bios that flesh out relevant experience of each team member. Do they have industry experience or had entrepreneurial successes beforehand? Because that's really important, folks. Remember, if there are gaps, you can indicate that you're going to outsource or leverage or bring the right person in as and when you find them. In this section, you should also include your mission statement, any intellectual property that you have, a review of your company's legal structure and the ownership of the business. Now, section number five, which is the financial plan. Now, don't be afraid to take specific accountancy advice about this section of your plan. For instance, you may remember in the episode uh, from Mentee to JV, I did about James McGee, who's co-owner with me in our VR, um, our VR business, virtual reality business, VR City X. And when he brought a business plan to me, the first thing I did was bring it to our company accountant to check the numbers and the forecasts. So if you're daunted by this section and don't have a lot of experience, don't be afraid to get professional help um, for your financial plan. Now, a typical financial plan will have more. And look, you can flag up that you have had that outside um, help as well because investors or funders will like to know that you have the ability and humility to reach out if you don't know all of this stuff yourself. Now, a typical financial plan will have monthly sales and revenue projections for the first 12 months and then annual projections for at least five years thereafter. Now, include your sales forecast. Just focus on the high level at this point around overall turnover. Then you'll have your cost of goods sold, uh, also known as COGS. Um, Then your capital costs on machinery, etc. And finally, regular business expenses such as rent, insurance, salaries. Okay, work out your profitability, but also, crucially, your cash flow. As cash flow Um, is the thing that kills most businesses long before profitability does. And to me, that is heartbreaking to hear as there are so many great businesses that wouldn't die if the cash flow had been better managed and they could have flourished. For restaurants, it would be the cost of ingredients. For a product company, it would be the cost of raw materials. For a consultant business, it might be the cost of paper and other um, presentation materials. So factor all those into your cost of goods, folks. If you're taking on investment, um, such as through a VC, you'll also be expected to work out what your exit strategy is, whether it be through a trade sale or through an IPO, um, so that the investors can crystallise their upside. So think about that if you're going down the VC route. Now, number six, the appendix. Use the appendix for all things that don't go into the previous sections. It could be for ops manuals or franchise agreements or tables or definitions or maps or plans or illustrations, maybe even a patent or two. Now, those are the bones and constituent elements of any business plan. And most plans will be a variation on this theme. But you're listening to the Speed Mentor podcast. I want your business plan 
to be more than just like all the others. I want to make sure your plan delivers what you're seeking to achieve. So there's got to be some secret sauce in there. I mean, those first one to six, you can probably get any of that sort of stuff from online or from a business consultancy. But you want to have the secret sauce too. So I'm now going to do that for you. So I'm going to give the walruses a few tips about how to make the business plan or pitch stand out so that you can craft these themes into your pitch and into your presentation. Okay, folks, let's go. We've got numbers. Uh, I think we've got, oh, geez, I'm not sure how many. We've got a load of them. So, right, get your pens and paper ready, okay? Here we go. A, be confident throughout your business plan. Let the reader see that in the way that you write it. You may not be an expert in every element of the plan, but that's why you outsource some elements um, so you should be confident about the stuff that you don't outsource. If your business plan has been good enough to get you in the door, please practice the presentation of the plan until you have it nailed so 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 well that you're really confident. Think about the dragon's den or the shark tank that you'll have seen on TV. Whilst you're unlikely to be in such intimidating circumstances in front of cameras, those that succeed in those pitches are polished, confident and know their friggin' numbers. Okay. B. Give yourself plenty of time to write your business plan. You don't have to do it in one sitting. Start with an outline, a one-pager, and come back to it and build it up over time. C. I tend to go over the top a little bit in my business plans. I really let it ooze with my personality and with my ambition. There's nothing dry um, in my business plans. Now, if someone reads a plan of mine, they know before they hear me that I'm really passionate I don't leave the narrative cold. I commit myself in the plan to show that I'm all in, that I have a history of doing whatever it takes to succeed. Now, your executive summary is a good opportunity to give your reader a a, a feel um, for who you are, particularly um, if you're up until now you've been an employee and you haven't been able to showcase that. Um, D, before you go anywhere near writing your plan, you need to talk about... um, Uh, your public profile, okay? Now, what I'm showcasing on my social channels, LinkedIn particularly, but Insta, Facebook and Twitter too, do you have a podcast in the space that your business plan is targeted towards? If you're killing it in social evidencing, a really positive, value-adding, hard-working life, then how much easier is it going to be to develop your bio when you come to write it? And how easy will it be to get your foot in the door if all they have to do is they get a business plan from you and they say to themselves, hold on till I check what he's doing um, on LinkedIn and they go and have a look and it matches your bio. Just think about it. If anybody gets a business plan from me, I'm almost certainly going to get an opportunity to present it due to my social media, my podcasting, etc., my LinkedIn This will apply to you too. So get the fuck on it, folks. Get your flipping social channels. Get your message out there. Start doing it now. Maybe you're not going to do a business plan for another two years. But if you've built up a really credible social media presence, that will help you massively. Um, E, the power of a mentor. Now, this is not a sales pitch. This is just observable fact. I have very recently had two situations. One where a mentee was asked to write a chapter of an authoritative book in part because she knew her shit, but also because she had publicly stated she was being mentored. And a second person who obtained a big opportunity to do a pitch to the board of directors because he had invested in himself in mentorship. Now, I'm becoming I'm becoming increasingly convinced that if you've invested in yourself and a really good mentor, the doors open. And if you're being mentored by someone who can add value to your entrepreneurial journey, 
get that fucking in your pitch deck. Why don't you tell them that, you ha- that you're getting mentored in your business plan? That'll actually help folks if you've got the right mentor. Now, F, think deeply about your vision, your values and your culture of, of both yourself and your business and let that jump off the page to the reader. But also think about whether what's in your business plan really does match your purpose in life. If you think back to the episode um, from the mentee, um, from mentee to JV, James McGee came to me with a business plan and I ripped it up because it didn't align with the vision he articulated for his life. Now, he um, had a huge vision for his future, but the business plan didn't have the scalable opportunities which he wished for, wished for his life. So there was no point in starting it. This should be the foundation of your business that it matches your own um, purpose in life. Now, G. Uh, get an MVP uh, so that you can trial your idea. Can you get sales or evidence interest in your product or service before you seek investment or finance? Now, I would strongly recommend this approach. H, think about whether you have any IP or trademarks to, to protect, but don't do what many businesses do and spend so much time and money doing this that there's nothing left to get the business off the ground. I, don't be too attached to your original idea. Startups and business plans sometimes need to pivot very quickly. Be ready to do this. Success is the metric, not whether you hang on to your original idea. Jay, is your plan genuinely scalable and can it be monetized? Really think deeply about that. It may seem obvious, but I'm not sure this issue has always been thought through. K, what is your acquisition cost per customer? That's a great metric to think about uh, to think about because it's greater. If it's greater than your margin, then you can scale really quickly. L, think about the benefits of a lean startup and funding through cash flow before you you offer up significant shares in your business to others. Oftentimes, the further you can get really looking after the pennies, the better before the cash injection changes your perspectives. Um, M, what's your USP? People always think that it's their product, but I'm but I'm if I'm doing a business plan, I think my USP is me. And I'm not afraid to let the readers know in my plan that I think the USP is me. And I know I've already mentioned this, but at the risk of boring you, I'm going to say it several times again. Personal brand, personal brand, personal brand. Build the fucking personal brand. Oh, from the last point, this leads on to the next. Make sure you're leveraging your time online um, for all the free marketing opportunities there are out there for yourself and your business. LinkedIn, Insta, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, YouTube, etc. Be visible and credible. Do this before you submit your business plan to anyone. P. Read the E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber before you start any business or write a business plan. Build a business that can survive and thrive without you. And you need to read that book, E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. Q. Make sure your business plan fits your own personal motivation, your own desires to apply yourself with rigour. Tie in your vocation and your vacation, for instance. Maybe, for instance, you could be a a digital um, nomad. Okay, so let those two match each other. That's your lot for today, folks. This episode was a little longer than usual, but I had quite a bit to cover off around your business plan and the mindset required to build your plan. Now, make sure that your personal ambitions and desires are matched by your plan. Just a quick shout out for BJ McGill, who sent a review on Apple's podcast entitled Mr. Motivator. Now, he says, BJ McGill says, if you want some secret personal improvement sauce, then tune in to Gavin and get ready for change. Direct, no-nonsense advice and guidance to get you focused. Superb listen, highly recommend, and I give it six stars. What? 
fucking six stars. Thank you very much. Who can top six stars? So he did. He clicked on the five stars, but he wrote six stars and gave me six wee stars. Now, hit me up on my social channels, LinkedIn, Insta, Facebook and Twitter, and let's get you talking to the wall. So whether you're working on a business plan to take on a VC um, because you want to change the world or you're just doing a more traditional bricks and mortar business that you'll fund with a bank, whether you get your own secret sauce into your plan or not, it's your choice. I'm